Hey everyone, it's Mac, and welcome back to Master of a Few, the podcast where the curious mind meets too much time. I already recorded 16 minutes of this and then realized that I had muted my microphone with no way of knowing at what point I muted my microphone and then realized I was a little rambly anyway. So we're going to redo this. How's it going? It's been two weeks. It's a Monday, not a Friday. Um, I was at Celebrate Lancaster all on Friday, and so I didn't plan ahead and get this done ahead of time because I was lazy. And then Saturday happened, and Sunday happened, and there was a lot involved in those two days. So here we are. Update. I was in Nashville, if you remember, two weeks ago, um, and spent the week there, and that was awesome. Loved it. Um, Have an apartment. Awesome. Uh, Moved everything in kind of. I need furniture, but it's fine. And and then I took a trip to my parents' house, and I saw my family, um, and it was the best of the visits I've had so far. Um, Yes, they still call me the wrong name. Yes, they still call me the wrong pronouns. Yes, they still refer to me as girl, just girl, which is awful. Um, And yes, that part's still terrible and exhausting, and I don't feel safe there, and that part of it's kind of miserable, but I got to see my sister, um, I got to see my cousin, I got to see some of my friends, and so that was really good, um, and my parents didn't bring my identity up once, which was really nice, I did not expect that, um, so I really enjoyed not having to have that conversation again, I really enjoyed that, um, so that was, it was the best visit I've had with them so far. And so now I'm back on the eastern side of PA, uh, tutoring and doing all of that kind of stuff. And I leave for Nashville permanently in two weeks. Two weeks from, like, Friday. So a little bit more than two weeks, but you know what I mean. Okay, so that's the update. Oh, that was so much more efficient. I did that in two minutes instead of the last time. Last time I recorded this, that was a seven-minute long update. Didn't need to be seven minutes. It just was. Um, and I don't think I skipped anything. Oh, yeah, I did. A little, one little thing. Um, I went back to my parents' church on Wednesday because we have midweek services, and the same people who didn't talk to me last time didn't talk to me this time, which is fine. But everyone else who does talk to me, um, said, so you graduated? And I said, yes. And they're like, so are you staying out in PA now? And I said, nope. Um, because none of them actually knew what I was doing because I hadn't told anybody about Nashville because seminary wouldn't go over well with them. But I've already dropped all the other bombs, so screw it. Uh, So they asked me what I was doing, and I said, I have just signed a lease in Nashville, and I'm going to Vanderbilt Divinity School for my Master's of Theological Studies. And they all looked at me and said, oh, oh, okay. And so that was cool. Um, And nobody responded poorly, and a couple, and a friend of mine from when we were little is also going to get his Master's um, of Biblical Counseling, but uh, we discussed... Uh, master's programs and such, and so that was good. And yeah, all in all, it was probably the best visit back there that I've had. Um, So that was a massive improvement. Okay, we're still at three minutes and 30 seconds. I'm very proud. Okay, so my topic for today is LGBT education. And the reason for this is, first of all, yesterday was the last day of Pride Month. Moment of silence for Pride Month. I love Pride Month, and it is over. So sad. Okay, so Pride Month is over, and 
Um, so I've been thinking a lot about LGBT issues lately, especially since I am in a new situation and there's just a lot of things that I am thinking about. Um, and uh, I just finished having a conversation with two of my little friends. They're not little anymore. They're not little at all anymore. One of them just got his driver's license. The other is 10. It's insane. But one of them asked me if I have a boyfriend um, because they don't know about me. And so it was this awkward moment where I just said no because they're friends from my parents' church and so I didn't want to overstep. So I just said no. Um, and just that was really amusing to me. And I realized that trying to explain to them would be really difficult because they just don't have any background for it. Um, and so I was already thinking about this and then I was on Facebook and saw this article called To My Trans Child, Your Teachers Need to Match Your Bravery or Need to Start Matching Your Bravery. To My Trans Child, It's Time Your Teachers Matched Your Bravery. That's what it's called. And it's posted in Education Post if you want to go check that out. Um, and I read it, and it was really good. And it's from a parent to their trans child saying, Hey, you tried to be brave and wear a pronoun pin to school, but after lunch you ended up taking it off because people saw it but didn't ask any questions and didn't ask if those are the pronouns you wanted used. And so you got uncomfortable and you took it off. And no one supported you in that. And it was talking about how even though you had a supportive principal one year, nothing happened still. And it talks about all of the little things that teachers can do to make places safer for kids. And so I'm going to specifically be talking about school because I'm a teacher and so this is something that I care a lot about. Um, so I'm going to be specifically talking about school, but this can be applied to every other sphere as well, um, but specifically in school. So the first thing is Honestly, the biggest things you can do for your students are the little things. These are going to be things like putting a safe space sticker outside your door. When you introduce yourself, use your pronouns. Um, when you're, if you're dealing with little kids and you have to split them up into groups, choosing not to do that by boys and girls. When you have activities trying not to focus on massively gendered activities like playing with dolls or playing with trucks things like that or at least if you do have those because you should put them together so that way it doesn't matter who and play who plays with what toy because it shouldn't matter that's ridiculous um, avoiding unnecessarily gendering your students um, now, I'm not saying raise your children gender neutral or make everything gender neutral. That's not what I'm saying because as a person who is trying really hard to be seen as male in this world, there are some gendering things that I love and maybe I'm not supposed to, but I'm a binary trans person. And so, yes, I will lean toward collared button downs and ties and short haircuts because those things are in our society gendered male and I want to be gendered male so I'm not saying like be all gender neutral because the fact that some things are considered gender isn't inherently a bad thing so long as you don't um, force kids to stay within these ridiculously rigid molds um, because first of all 
that's just cruel. Kids can like all kinds of things, whether they're trans or not, doesn't matter. Some kids are not stereotypically masculine, some kids are not stereotypically feminine, and that's fine. Um, I think it's ridiculous when we get on kids' cases for the fact that they're not stereotypically one way or the other. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter whether your kid wants to wear makeup or not. I don't understand. Things like that. But, um, but I am saying that, like, especially later on, if you are in a room, mostly the gendering thing, I have an issue when you're assuming. So, in college, I was an education major. Most of the education majors at my school are female almost everyone. There were only two guys in my cohort um, for special ed, myself and another one of the guys. And so, in a lot of our classes, our professors, if uh, the other guy wasn't there, they'd walk in and without thinking, didn't process that I was there, just said, hey ladies. And instantly, I was uncomfortable. Instantly, I felt like I was no longer supposed to be there. And it was just a little thing and they didn't do it on purpose, but it was just so uncomfortable. Or if he was there, they'd say, hello, ladies and gentlemen. And instantly I didn't belong because I wasn't one of the ladies, but you said gentleman and he's here. So hello, where do I fit? And it was a little thing that they didn't do on purpose. And eventually they got so much better at it. Um, And it was a learning process for all of us. And I was a and I tried really, really hard to be understanding because I, I get that I was the first openly transgender student um, to be in the education department. That was, I was the first. And so I get that it was new and hard. And I got that. And I, was, and I tried really hard to be understanding and I hope I, hope I did that. Um, and it got to the point where they finally said, okay, we need to stop just generalizing because clearly we don't always know. And so that was huge. Um, There was another instance where it was one of my first classes. I'm sure I've told the story before. uh, After I changed my name and um, our professor was demonstrating how she wanted us to make these name tags and she wrote my name on the board and she wrote Mac. And it's the first time that I had seen that name written up anywhere. And all of my friends who knew turned and looked at me and were just grinning and I was just grinning. And my professor had no idea how big of a moment that was for me. But it was a huge moment. And so it's it's the little things in your classrooms that are going to make the big difference. Like when you, I was explaining this to another one of my professor friends, that it's hard and awkward to get my pronouns established right away when I meet somebody new. Because it's not socially normal, yet it needs to be, to just say, hi, my name is Mac, my pronouns are he, him. That needs to be the new introduction. Um... But it's not yet, and so it can be really hard to sort of introduce that in, especially in the culture that I came from. So I explained that the best way they can they can introduce me to somebody is say, this is Mac. He is one of my students. And instantly, it's a non... It's a natural way of just establishing my pronouns and also establishing background for why I'm even there. So it's a normal thing to say how you know a person when you introduce them. And so just choosing to do that with a pronoun solves that problem entirely. And it's little things like that. Or putting a rainbow sticker on your door. Or saying your pronouns at the beginning of the day. Or it's just, it's the little things. And most of your students probably won't notice. 
unless unless there is a queer student there the others aren't going to notice it doesn't apply to them they're just they're going to move on but for the students to whom it matters goodness it can change an entire day and it can be amazing so that's the first thing is those little um, things you can do to support your your students the pronouns thing is huge uh, you need to naturalize that um, second thing I want to talk about is representation and that is mostly in the form of books is what I want to talk about well books and word problems and who you choose to put on your bulletin boards and things like that and we all know that representation is massively important and that's been something we've been talking a lot about in the realm of race recently is kids need to see people who look like them doing amazing things um, it's important and representation is one of the most influential things you can do for a student and particularly trans students these days because currently the news is full of trans people being murdered and the transgender military ban and all of these things that can be just really disheartening and exhausting and terrifying for trans kids and so some positive representation is so important and for little ones it can just be in the form of books the fact that there's this book called uh, Red by Michael Hall it's an amazing book about a crayon that is blue but has a red wrapper and everyone's trying to tell the crayon that they're red they're red they're red but every time they try to do a red thing it comes out blue and finally um, another crayon says hey will you draw water under my boat and the crayon says but I'm red I can't and the crayon says go ahead and try and the crayon realizes I've been blue this whole time everyone was just trying to make me be red I'm not and I cried the first time I read that book because it was my experience um, and that was amazing for me and if you have a student who isn't trans then they're gonna read that story and say don't let other people tell you what you have to be be yourself and that's a good message for our kids our kids need to know that that they get to make their own goals for their lives and reach their own potentials but if your kid is trans then that makes reaches a whole new level for your student so books like that um, there's also ones about um, what's it called Jacob's new dress I think um, there's just a bunch of books like that and it just it's the same reason why we have started making sure that our books show racial diversity and people with disabilities and neurodiversity and all of the other realms of diversity because kids need to see people who look and think and talk and exist like they do and they need to see them in a positive light um, and so books are going to be a massive a massive thing and you can find them so easily um, kids books young adult books all of the above uh, a simple Google search but it does require you taking the time to do that and I think it's incredibly important the last thing oh and in that um, like math problems get used to um, start introducing singular they into your problems and into your speech because kids need to start realizing that one they don't need to assume the gender of a person when they meet them uh, you don't need to choose he or she if you've met someone and you don't know their pronouns call them they until you know it's not rude it's not it's not um, grammatically wrong it's just refusing to assume a gender on 
for a person before you know, and that's just polite. Um, so use singular they and talk about the fact that it's grammatic that it is grammatical. Talk about that because a lot of kids are still going to be used to plural they. And, I mean, less so with younger kids now, because that's the world they live in. Um, but making it a normal thing. So, in your word problems. Rowan did... Rowan was eight years old. They had 30 marbles. They lost two. How many marbles does Rowan have? Voila. Gender-neutral name. Gender-neutral pronoun. Get your kids used to it. It won't be the first time they hear it. Things like that, just little things in the representation. Choosing to um, show people on the on your bulletin boards and stuff who maybe are not completely gender conforming um, so that kids see that, so that they don't stare and make people feel uncomfortable or criticize someone in the way they present their gender. Things like that. The same way we handle all other forms of diversity need to apply to trans people as well. The last part of this is um, the most not controversial, but complicated, I guess, complex thing, and that is explicit education. Now, I want to preface this by saying I do not think that preschoolers and kindergartners and first graders need to be having conversations about, like, explicit conversations about sex and gender. I am not saying that at all. Um... I think that there is an age at which those conversations become appropriate, and I think that age is around middle school, high school. That is what I think. Now, remember, this is just my opinion. A lot of people think other things, and that's fine, but I'm just giving you my opinion. My podcast, that's how that works. Woo. So, that's not what I'm saying at all. But, I think that sex ed in the United States needs to get changed. Badly. Um. Like, so badly. (laughs) Um. And I think that a model we should look at is the Norwegian model, um, because they do have a progressive sex ed program that starts in preschool and goes all the way up. And once again, they are not talking about sex with preschoolers. That's not a thing that's happening. In preschool and in early elementary school, they're learning about body autonomy. They're learning about their bodies. So it's the normal stuff we teach little kids, like head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Voila. But also... Do you, when someone says, hey, give me a hug, you get to say no if you don't want to. Teaching kids that is so important because so often with little kids we just say, hey, give me a hug. Or say goodbye, go give them a hug. Go give them a kiss. Like, you don't get to tell a kid to do that. And I think teaching that body autonomy early is really important so that kids learn that they can say no. Um... That's huge. Consent is huge, and that is something that is easily taught when a kid is young, and not in a scandalizing way, just a way of, hey, it's your body, you get to decide. Um, And that can be huge. So that's what they start with, and and then they learn, like, the names of their body parts, and then growing up is when they start learning, like, um, these are appropriate ways to use my body, these are inappropriate ways to use my body. These are things that I have control over. These are things that I don't get to have control over. I don't get to have control over another person's body. I control my own body. 
and learning about health and hygiene and how to take care of themselves and nutrition and all of that is all wrapped up into this comprehensive sex ed health program and then finally they get to middle school and high school <clears throat> and they learn about puberty and they learn about sex and that is the age at which I think that that's appropriate I think we need to look at that model more but also along with that is LGBT sex ed and I think that's incredibly important now I understand that a lot of people are gonna be like okay but I have a moral conundrum with that and I fine I understand I think it's wrong but I understand that some people still do believe that being gay is wrong and being trans is wrong I I hear you and while I disagree I respect other people as long as you're respectful of other human beings whatever it is not a school's job to give kids moral instruction on those things that it's not the school's job that is the parents job and the community's job so it is the school's job to present facts and knowledge and to give resources therefore whether you think it is right or wrong students need to know because we all know that just not talking about sex doesn't stop kids from having it and just not talking about being gay doesn't make your kid not gay so your kids need to know how to be safe in case that is a thing that they are working through your kid needs to know how to be safe um, and it is the parents and the community and the church's job to say okay but let's talk about sexual ethics sexual ethics not the school's job school's job give you the facts give you information ideally I think other places should also give you comprehensive sex ed on how to be safe I think your parents should talk about that I think churches need to talk about that because they talk about their sexual ethics all the time but never talk about what about what is the ethical and moral way if you if you slip up if I suppose because I, I do believe that having sex before marriage is wrong so in that case like what how do you stay safe and that needs to be something you talk about and with that I think kids need to be exposed to the concept that sex and gender are different so that, that way if they are experiencing gender dysphoria they know their options they know what they can do they know that they're not alone and they're not an alien is going to be really important and I think that can come in the form of explicit sexual education kids need to know these things um, so they are educated human beings um, and to dispel a ton of super super dangerous stereotypes like that all gay men get AIDS some people still think that that's not true but some people still think that AIDS is a gay disease it's not but they've never been presented with facts to show them otherwise and that's just sad but like I said I think all of that needs to come at a later age because I don't think kids little kids need to be talking about sex at all the most I think kids need to know is they need to understand their bodies and they need to know how to respect their body and respect other people's that's what I think the extent of it needs to be for little ones then when you get to middle schoolers and high schools and all of that, that grossness then you need to talk about all of that explicitly so to recap I think that education about LGBT plus individuals 
needs to be more comprehensive. Oh, and history. Kids need to know LGBT history. It's just, it's a part of history. You, you can't exclude it. It's a part of history. So that just needs to be an integrated thing. And at Pride Month, just like we do at, um, um, uh, why can't I think? Um, Black History Month and Women's History and all of those things, just like that, LGBT history needs to be included. We need to, we need to highlight LGBT individuals who have made massive impacts in our society. That needs to be a thing, just because it's just wrong to exclude LGBT 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 history. Okay, so recap. Um, education with LGBT kids in mind is incredibly important. One, you need to do those little things like proving that you're a safe person through the little stuff like pronouns and safe space stickers and not unnecessarily gendering your class, things like that. Two, representation in the form of books and normalizing language and things like that, also super important. And then explicit LGBT education in the form of history and spotlighting important LGBT historical figures and explicit sex ed when they are of appropriate age and until then, age appropriate sex ed, things like that super duper important. Okay, so that is my soapbox as an LGBT teacher. Um, I am currently, it's still in development stages, it is not done by a long shot, Um, but I am creating a website of um, resources for teachers of LGBT students, um, which is all teachers, fun fact. Um, It's called Teaching Every Student Under the Rainbow. I will put the link in the description of this if you want to check it out. It's not done yet, so please don't judge my website too harshly. I'm working on it. Um, in fact, I'm probably going to end up changing it. So the link will not be in this description. The link will come out later, um, or I'll just wait and add the link once it's there. That's probably what I'll do. Okay, um, so this has been a long one, but thank you for listening. My name is Mac, and this has been Master of a Few. Have a brilliant day. Bye.